and welcome to And Steve Talk Stuff. I think it's episode 31, where an artist and an, an economist walk into a podcast and things happen. Stephen, how are you getting on? I'm good. It's uh, that we're halfway through the term, ah. which is kind of extraordinary when you think about it. Uh, we have like 59 days until we can tell 2020 to go feck itself, <laughs> you know, and look forward to 2021 where everything will be amazing <laughs> obviously um, we have about 19 days to go to find out whether there is a vaccine for the virus what do you mean we have um, 19 days before yep, we know? so so the two major trials that are happening for the virus so we're recording this on monday i think november the 2nd yep um and uh at the end of this month uh, we will know so the two major trials are the AstraZeneca one and the Pfizer one, and we'll know what their results are. So whether oh. they have positive results, um, whether the vaccine, the, there is a vaccine, I mean, we don't particularly care who comes up with the vaccine, you know, <laughs> you know, nope. as long as it's not, you know, uh, uh, Vladimir Putin or a bunch of neo-Nazis, we'll pretty much take anyone's vaccine we'll as do. long as it's, you know, scientifically credible. So yeah, there's lots of stuff to look forward to. So, you know, technically, you know, speaking, we could have millions of humans vaccinated before Christmas, you know? Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Certainly hundreds of thousands. Uh, assuming it works, right? And then first quarter of next year, essentially everyone, everyone in every healthcare system, all, all the older people, you know, we just, we just literally, from the point of harm down, we just, you know, stick a needle in everyone's arm. You know, like like their extras in train spotting, we will just yeah, everyone will just get a needle in their arm, um, and that that will provoke its own politics, I'm sure. But no, there's there's like the reality of the situation is um, uh, there's there's a lot of hope actually out there. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, Do you know what? I mean, we don't I'm know glad. what we don't know what the results might be. You know, we might come back here in three weeks time and we we'll go like, goddamn vaccine didn't work, ah, right? <laughs> or or it only works for people with blue eyes and three noses, or what? You know, it only works for people age sixty two to sixty four. Like, hmm. not all vaccines work on all kinds of people, right? So sure, still. Well, still, do you know it's fine. good news because I um. I don't know. It's Monday. Uh, it's a pretty grim day where I'm, where the window I'm looking out. Super grim. Uh, Super so grim. to hear the word, there is something to look forward to or to hope yeah. uh, is very welcome. It's yeah. very welcome. We're, we are, and um, we are continuing in our vein of um, anything but, <laughs> anything but cure of it. Uh, and sticking and going back to our Proust questionnaire, which, which I like the way, I, I like the way you went Noni there. You went like pure, you know, <laughs> I know somebody, somebody um, put on that voice recently. They said, oh, to curve it, to curve it. And it's just, that's just the way I say it now. I was well, thinking you could do a nice running. audio project of um, recording how it's said everywhere. Um, yeah. Because obviously you've got the Noni, to curve it. Uh, you've got, in Dublin, Jenny was home for a while and it was, uh, I, maybe I think I said this on a previous podcast. Am I repeating myself? Anyway, she said in Blanchard Center, where she's from, they were saying the Cova. The Cova. The Cova. And 
I think, and maybe some places aren't calling it the at all. They're just calling it COVID-19 or whatever. I just think it could be an interesting, if any sound artists oh, out there. The way people refer to Ukraine as the Ukraine for some reason. Yeah. I have no it's reason. Not, is it? It's Ukraine. It's on the map as Ukraine. Why would people call it the Ukraine? Especially with the U, it makes it more awkward. The like. Ukraine. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> oh, I like to go on the holidays to the Poland. The Poland. The Poland. Are you on the Twitter? <laughs> you know. Actually, it's a very limerick thing because, yeah. as you know, I studied, I went to Mary Eye. My dad worked there. But in so many places in Limerick, it's called the Mary Eye. And and there's another name for it. <laughs> Oh, oh, there's lots of names for it. <laughs> that, that also starts with the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, well, there's so many. You, you could, I mean, what's the one you're thinking of? Uh, it's probably best not to say. Is it the Virgin Megastore? Yeah. Was that it? <laughs> you look very embarrassed, Stephen. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That would be some version of the one that I heard, I think, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But a lot of people as well say, like, you would say the University of Limerick, but you'd say UL. A lot of people say the UL. The UL. <laughs> I don't know. Language is weird. Anyway, back to weird characteristics or yeah. things like that. The Proust questionnaire. We got through two questions last week. Out and of, it's a huge questionnaire. Out of I mean, many. It's... So this is just what we're doing for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, welcome to episode 74, where we're on <laughs> question 89. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, it's about what? It's about 12 questions, isn't it? Um, yeah, something like that. Okay. Well, look, moving on, because Stephen, you and I could talk for Ireland and we'd literally do our best. But um, we, we, we got to the first two questions. We also have some public responses to tie in with. And it might yeah. be nice, actually, to start off with the responses. Um the third question is your chief characteristic and the public responses the people who who answer this anonymously so we've no way of really <laughs> verifying this but they said you, you think they're like russian bots or something <laughs> i mean i didn't want to take any identifiable data off people because i didn't want to have any of the gdpr nonsense <laughs> and I think if I think legally, if I if I actually ask people a question, I have to put it like a, like just because I'm in UL, I have to put it through an ethical filter, and so I don't want any of that stuff because <laughs> not that I don't want ethics. I like ethics. <laughs> ethics are good. <laughs> no, uh, there, there, I just I just figure it was just easier just not to ask anybody any identifying information. Okay, so these could all be one one person. I think, well, maybe it is all one person, but we'll give this a go anyway. So yeah. the public responses for your chief char characteristic was problem solver, can't help myself. Empathy, would like to say kindness, cleverness, courage, wit, good listener, humor, integrity. So going on what you and I said were the characteristics we most value in people, I think we'd get on very well with these. Uh, That's true. With these responses, I think that you both we both listed like kindness and integrity and yeah. that. So, Stephen, I'm going to go to you. What's what is your chief characteristic? Um, really annoying. No, I I, I think I would say um, <laughs> I actually I, I I do have a friend that describes herself as you know I'm really annoying. You know, and she's not, she's lovely. Um, but um, it's my chief characteristic. Um, 
it's probably my chief flaw. I am genuinely interested in everything. Like everything. I, I think it's a problem. I'm interested in everything. I'm interested in the in the wingspan of ducks. I'm I'm interested I'm interested in, in 17th century architecture. I'm interested in everything. And it's a real problem because I um, I'm currently um, on the hunt for a hobby. And because uh, all I do is work, and um, I I I've been hunting for a hobby. It might be a podcast episode, actually. Stephen's hunt for a hobby, you know, but in like a crap, you know, it's not quite Alice in Wonderland. It's more like just man stares at a computer. Um, but that thing of like, I'm just really curious, and 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 um, yeah, uh, I don't want my hobby to be Twitter or the internet or something. So we've got to come up with something. Uh, I'm not totally sure what it is, but but I think I, I, my cheap characteristic would be, I am interested in everything, to a fault. Kind what about a, you? An intense sense of curiosity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does make for a good researcher, in fairness. But, but uh, not that I'm a good researcher. But I have noticed that in the future, in in my past, I have noted that people who are very, very curious tend to be quite good researchers. Okay. Um, so yeah. What about um, you? Me, it's it's funny. I've I've obviously been looking at this question for some time, and I did answer it at some point in some shape or form separately. It probably is humor, like, and I don't mean that means I'm funny. I, that's not what I. You mean. are funny though. I'll stop it. And um, you are exactly funny, like, you know. But it's. I think it's something that I realize is just a. It's something I try to to bring to a lot of what I do. It's something I try to bring to rooms that I find myself in, not as in. Um, you know, I'm in a really serious meeting and I'm there with a, a red nose and, Rubber you know, and a jester hat dancing around, you know, being like, hey, guys. Um, but I suppose I try to bring lightness uh, a lot of the time to to things I do and approach life with humor. Um, I think it was quite a sweet thing. Uh, a cousin of mine, most of my family are Dublin and both my mm. parents were from Dublin. And a cousin of mine, who funny enough is actually the original Jenny Blake, um, before my wife took my name and became a new Jenny Blake. My cousin Jenny, Jenny <laughs> said, Blake <Mark> too. <laughs> yeah, she said, oh, I met this girl you were in school with um, in, in Dublin, whatever. And when they realized the link, the girl I went to school with says, oh, I remember Anne. I remember laughter, <laughs> which is really lovely. And look, it sounds Aww. like I'm big on myself up here, but it was such a lovely uh, uh, thing to hear. And I think I, I could list off all these different things, but when it comes down to it, I think uh, it's kind of at the core of everything I do and for better or for worse is, yeah. is humor. I mean, I associate humor with life. You know, so so I suppose like if you're full of life, you tend to be a funny person because you tend to take in a lot of life and you tend to be able to apply a critical filter to it. Mm. One of the brilliant things about Irish people and you in particular is you you actually have the ability to go, that's crap, but we'll get on with it. And the way we cope with it is humor and you know and, and mm. life. You know, there is that thing about you, like like I said, you're not rocking in going, please everyone laugh at me, right? Mm. You're not you're not drawing focus by being the class clown it's mm. more like you're observing everything and going that's a bit nuts isn't it that's a bit ridiculous that's a bit yeah you know, and i think it's yeah. it's where it's appropriate as well do you know what i mean as it's, it's yeah knowing... i mean you're not doing it you know <laughs> picking your moment <laughs> though i it's, will say no, this is a funeral but i've got the clown car outside <laughs> it's like, no, no 
I will say this. This is a dark, dark, dark uh, little tale which might might maybe I was inappropriate. But um, as you know, my my mother passed away in January and um, it was very sudden and very unexpected. And um, uh, we were I was in the room with her. Oh. with her uh in the bedroom and um, we, we were all arriving and figuring out and you know reeling and grieving and um and I was upstairs in, in the in the room with her and my brother James uh who's got the biggest heart in the world he's just a gorgeous man and he, he and he was in I was here last night you know I was here and I was getting her to like take apple cider vinegar and garlic and all this because she had a bit of a chill or something and he said I was getting her to take apple cider vinegar and garlic and I just took this little second we're both standing there over my mum's body and I just go you know maybe that's what did it (laughs) (laughs) now we 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 both laughed and cried and snotted and everything at the same moment and it was terrible but you see I got my humor from my mom and I felt like she'd have laughed at that and she was right there. And, you know, so that's, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so wrong. So good. I mean, she took All right, a, though. Because you yeah. know she would have loved that. Oh, she yeah. would have. I mean, she'd have been the first to laugh. That's the oh. thing. If she could have been there to laugh, she would have. What, what was his reaction, by the way? Did he, he just was, like in absolute shock then into double over laughter then into tears and laughed and like we both yeah. were you know um yeah. but yeah so there you go uh so for better or for worse i would probably go with humor <laughs> so i i i too have an inappropriate funeral story oh, um, come on. Now, so uh my dad died about 10 years ago pancreatic cancer and um and the day of the funeral it was freezing because it's 20 uh, December 2010 and oh, yeah. it was absolutely like ice cold you know ice everywhere it was really really bad and I um, uh, had the, the the funeral was up in Kalini and there's a there's a beautiful church on Kalini Hill in Dublin and uh, there's this kind of famous organ there and uh, so the body's there in the in the in the you know it's in state or whatever like it's just there you know it's there in the, in, in the thing and everyone's kind of crowded around the body because just the family and first as ever as you know anyway uh the the organist was kind of like you know uh uh tuning up his 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 yoke you know or getting it ready or warming his fingers up whatever so i kind of ran up and uh, my dad loved um the life of brian you know yeah. he was really into it so i, yeah, I could see your man he was kind of like and uh um I said, hey, do you uh, do you do requests? And he's like, no, <laughs> no. And I was like, yeah, listen. Uh, and I just pointed down at the coffin, and I was like, that, that's my dad. Listen, you wouldn't sing. Always look on the bright side of life, would you? And he was like, what? And I was like, just, just you know, do it. And he's like, well, I, I, I don't think. I was like, do it. And he went, okay. <laughs> so I came downstairs. I can't believe I'm telling you this. I came downstairs. <laughs> And it was like, and we're all around the coffin. And my mother looks up and I was like, she's like, that fella would want to cop himself on. And I said, no, mom, it's, 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 it's me, actually. It's just, you know, for, for a thing. And she just kind of, I didn't know if she wanted to laugh, cry, punch me in the face, nothing, you know. Uh, but, but now, uh, like in the moment, it was a totally uncertain moment. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. 
it's a sure <laughs> get a couple of bars of like you kind of keep going and then i see i saw him look over like to see was was this madman satisfied i was like you know <laughs> my mother looking up and she looked at me and she wasn't totally sure you know yeah um, of course since then since that moment it's sort of metamorphosed into a funny story you yeah. know yeah. but at the time it was on the edge there yeah yes. it, was. it was on the edge yeah. wasn't as good as your one well, I think yeah. that's a tremendous story. That's wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the fact bullying, you were the only one in on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's it. I mean, humor rightly used is is actually a very healing thing, you know, yeah. but it's yeah. it um, is. It is. it's it's knowing mm. knowing your moment. Um, yeah. OK. <laughs> What's that? Or not. Or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny, actually, the day of my mum's funeral, there were so many moments that were really funny in in dark ways. Mm. Um, like uh <laughs> um actually you were you were you were there, you were at the church and yeah. um the my my sisters are really like um she's very involved in her church uh, she lives in England and she's very like she often leads singing and she's very up to date on kind of running a mass you know and so she just looked at the time and was like right we're going to do the entrance hymn and we just started singing it and we and it ended and it was like that kind of ta-da and you're standing there with your hand out and and no one's coming in you know and we're just looking at each other like ta-da and the priests just you normally have to wait for this bell it goes bing bong and then the priests come in and then okay. and then the singing starts yeah but one of them goes out he's practically like tucking his clothes his rope or tying his robe on it's like we weren't broken ready <laughs> and one of them like he needed a zimmer frame he needed a good 10 yeah. minutes to get to the altar and we were just all there like you know, heartbroken, but also kind of pissing ourselves in the moment. And then we actually yeah. sang her out of the church, like with them. Um, um, what's it called? Uh, the big one, Amazing Grace. Yeah. So we actually yeah. walked down behind the coffin and sang. Yeah. Because yeah. music was her big thing and our thing. Yeah. And uh, it's just this collective. I was there playing the guitar, so I didn't have the lyrics in front of me. And then first verse of Amazing Grace, not a bother. The second verse is collective. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. turned around looking at my brothers and my sister's like, what the heck is the second verse? Hold up the lyrics so I could see him. Like it was just this lovely mix of uh, yeah. beautiful emotion and 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 laughing as well. But um, priest, yeah. Like, he, the priest gave her a, a, just a fantastic send off. He was brilliant. <laughs> he was that just was like... Thing. He, you got the sense that he was kind of like a bit in awe of her and he was very like you know uh, uh you know she she sort of asked him to be her spiritual director in spite of her his wishes <laughs> in spite of his wishes right and she was like so hardcore and you could tell like he was really like wow you know yeah. he was he's very impressed with her and your dad's devotion and he was you know and you could tell that he had like he didn't just have regard for them as people of faith, right? It was mm. more like he had the crack as just just people. He'd known them for 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 longer than either of us have been alive, and you know yeah. he very much had that had that thing of you know uh, that sort of I don't know sort of confirmatory happiness in a life well lived. And he was like, yeah, look, this is this is good. Like you know, he was kind of going, yeah, look, we're off now. 
and he's pure but, sarky yeah. as well. Like, pure it was sarky, like, yeah. It's like this weird yeah. stand-up. Is this real deadpan? Yes, Trudy yeah. asked me to be a facial advisor. I have yeah. no idea why. And it was just fucking <laughs> And then people start laughing. Yeah. And they start laughing in the middle of a funeral. And you could see people looking at each other. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, I was I was I was there. I, I, I kind of showed up on my own, but of yeah. course, Limerick is Limerick, so yeah. I, I knew everyone I was sitting beside. Yeah. Um, and, and so we were looking at each other, going, "Do we? Do we? Do we? Do we laugh? Do we? Yeah. Do we laugh?" And then people at the front laugh. And we were like, "Ha ha!" You know, it yeah. was it was that thing of that other thing about laughter being infectious, mm. right? So a moment being funny, not in the abstract, but as a as a shared uh, uh, phenomenon. You know, like yeah. you're laughing. You're not totally sure why you're laughing. Do you remember like when you were in school and people were like, oh, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. and then, but all of a sudden everyone's laughing and because, and then the teacher's like, why are you all so giddy? And the answer is because everyone just tuned into the same wavelength where it's they were just, laughing. Yeah. The worst it's thing you could do is catch someone's eye in school in a quiet moment. And yeah. then you're trying to hold in a laugh. It's glorious. <laughs> I, I, was, I was in a meeting this morning. Oh, yeah. uh, about a very serious matter actually really serious but um we were kind of having this uh, it was a bit tense you know it was it tense to be honest because we were deciding on something and it was a bit like we weren't sure where we were going to go and it was kind of like the discussion was evolving into essentially two camps you know and it was like which camp is gonna win it was like that kind of vibe mm-hmm. maybe 10 people on the call and uh this lady and and, and she was clearly like you know, driving things home for the other team. And there was this really pregnant silence. And then there's just this big <laughs> fart, you know, and like, like clearly, because she was the only one who was unmuted. It was clearly from her, from her. <laughs> and she just went, that was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and we had no idea what to do. And we were like, okay. And then she actually went back and she picked up the dog, you know, to, like confirming the the, you know, Culprit. the existence. Well, I mean, you have to accept people's bona fides in these things, you know. Yeah. Maybe she just needed to let it go. But but the dog was very old, in fairness, <laughs> and uh, it was just one of those things. Like you know, what do you do? I think if we were in like. It shows the difference between being in a, uh, you know, um, being in someone's house or being in a meeting room, yeah. you know, and, and and being in this electronic like ether thing, because mm-hmm. if we were if we were in her front room, and the dog was out of sight and there was a fart, you know, it would regardless of the uh, uh, con- context or regardless of the content of the discussion, it would have been just really funny. Yeah. Because it was in this thing, like we just weren't sure, you know, and it was, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit different. I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I note, I note, uh, I'm like that we have precisely one question. Done. Yeah, one question done and we don't have a lot of time left. Okay, the next one. Okay, here's a good one. Uh, Stephen, we'll, we'll, I'm going to ask you this first and we'll look at the responses afterwards. So what do you most appreciate in your friends? I, um, I most appreciate in my friends the ability to to just look at me and just go, there's a kind of a look and it's just kind of cop yourself on there now a bit, will you? you know, and that's what it is. It's more like they, 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 the earth, they ground me. Mm-hmm. No, it's what it is. It's more like I'm saying something and you can see them going, 
poor choice their son and you're like okay that that was a poor choice so it's like that yeah i, I think um what i what i know as well is that as my kids get older they're playing that role more and more because of course that was teenagers they very much want to be like in your face dad you know mm. like to, so that's really helpful too so it's that kind of like critical eye i think you know if you have a tendency towards neurotians then yeah. you know the neurotians <laughs> the neurotians <laughs> then the uh, and i think i would certainly have that problem then then they, they're very good at kind of going stop that now okay you know? yeah. yeah and I, I i think there's a very there's a good thing in that you know, I, 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 um, it doesn't mean that kind of parochial Irish tearing you down thing. It's much more like, are you sure? Yeah. Is that is that a good idea? But not in a critical way. More like in a really. In a know. concern. Well, yeah, yeah. Keeping yeah. an eye so out. That's you. it. That's 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 really it. Do you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's I find this kind of resonates a bit with the other question about what you what characters do you like in people or whatever. Um, and. It, I think this is kind of a far reaching one of, of empathy. And mm. I mean, I think it's just friends who are able to see things from your angle or from other angles and who just aren't a <laughs> tunnel of yeah. this is how yeah. it is. And not yes. the, everything else is bullshit. You know, those people are kind of entertaining in a pub for about five minutes and then you, you know they're so boring though <laughs> but right? i think you see the problem is i i'm going off topic here but hey that's what we do um i was kind of thinking about the whole social media thing in general like i ended up like facebook friends with so many random people and you realize in the past there were people who you'd happily bump into in the pub for five minutes maybe every second month perhaps you chat for a bit you'd wave on that but now you can hear everything they ever think and every opinion they've ever had and what they've had and you know we're not meant to have that kind of access to those kind of people in our life do you know Um, it's also a curated thing right like i mean i i i have a facebook account but it's pretty much just to see pictures of my own children i'm not i don't post on it or whatever Mm-hmm. I think the last post I put up was like episode three of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't get involved with rows with people on Facebook. I don't, you know, I, I, I would click into it once every little while. I have a mm-hmm. mute thing, you know, um, where I just literally send every email Facebook ever sends me to the trash because yeah. no, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I also think it's just far better, but I love that empathy idea. Um, mm. This weekend, my son, my middle son came up to me and he said, dad, you know, just realized, you know, mom, she's spending all the time doing the cooking, you know, and just cause I'm just, I'm just working too much. And, uh, and, and she's doing all the washing up and all the cleaning. It's not fair. And we just need to do something about it. And we just give her a day off tomorrow. And I was just like, I, I can't be going far wrong with the parenting. That's pretty situation. impressive. Um, there's empathy right there. Mm. Saw the situation, realized it was fucked, and then mm. went, I'm going to communicate and do something about it. And yeah. that's precisely what we did, you know, and we will continue to do because it's bullshit. You know, one person shouldn't be um, um, I'm doing all that stuff for, for everyone. But uh, but I think it it goes to show how much um, how many things, how much how much what you do becomes invisible if you don't call it out and say, wow, OK, this is happening. You know, yeah. and, I, and I mean, I think it's a particularly gendered aspect of 
modern life, but it's, you know, it's, it's there and it's, you, you don't realize it, especially if you're doing, you know, a hundred other things. Yeah. So I thought, I thought, wow, that empathy is a, like that, like, like, it's not that I'm impressed with that. I am. It's not that I listened to it deeply. I did. Mm-hmm. It's that I respect somebody with the confidence to communicate something that is fundamentally empathetic. I mean, that's just making, that's a little kid making more, he's 12, but that's making more work for him. Yeah. You know, and he was like, this is wrong. We have to do something about it. I just thought, wow. Lovely. Well, that's, yeah. that's a heartwarming, heartwarming note, I have to say. Yeah, it was great, um, actually. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. I think what's what's lovely about empathy is I feel it it bleeds into other things like people who are empathetic tend to have uh they just tend to be a bit more open minded and uh, more likely to share value. I feel like more likely to share share values with them, and mm. that's that's a kind of a byproduct of that. And I'm not talking about politics even. I'm I'm just talking about actual kind of human values of how to be in the world. You yeah. know, um. So what did our public responses say? So there's a nice one here. Um, so what do you most appreciate in your friends? Their forbearance and long-standing loyalty. Same morals. Intelligence. Loyalty. Support, encouragement, listening. Lots. I appreciate when they check in and when they haven't heard from you in a while to make sure you're okay. Fun. Kindness. Fun and honesty. Support. Love, empathy, support. Honesty, not letting me get a big head. Sounds a bit like your thing. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so that um we have time for another question, Stephen. We're gonna we're gonna break. Oh, we're gonna rock on. We're gonna rock on. We're gonna, we're gonna, rock we're gonna on. pause our rambling. Just, just, just do you know why do you know why because because i think i know what's going to happen if we don't if we don't do this right now you're going to send me a text so we only got through two you know <laughs> next time do better cancel out like, yes, <laughs> do yes, better so what we're going to break into three anyway definitely okay okay so we'll go to their responses first so the question is what is your greatest fear and the responses were greatest fear <clears throat> uh illness in the family my kids particularly a slow, painful death for me or a loved one. Dying alone. Loss. Being alone. Dying. More specifically, dying before I get to fall in love and start a family. Oh. Death of one of my children. Okay, I think this is a mistaken place thing. Kindness and humor. Pretty <laughs> sure that's somebody. Somebody, somebody might have the question. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one was the made up ones in my head. Oh, there's more. You've got to scroll down. Is there more? Yeah. Your greatest fear? Oh my gosh. Is there? Yep. There's one. Okay, there's um, a couple more. Uh, uh, losing control of my... Sorry, dying young. Losing control of my health or cognition. Irrelevance. And of course, death. Oh, irrelevance. Wow. Um. Okay. okay. So, Stephen, I'm going to go... Uh, do I have to answer this one first? Yeah, I think you do. It's my turn. <laughs> my greatest fear... Um, yeah, I, th- I think my greatest fear is, is, is disconnection, which I suppose is kind of ultimately linked to loneliness, but just being very disconnected, um, from people and, and, and loneliness. Yeah. Be a great big fear. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, um, yeah, um, 
what's my greatest fear? I mean, I think actually, uh, if I had to articulate it, it would be a version of the ones that are here. So I'm going to go with the last one, irrelevance and death. And of course, death. Um, I think, I think irrelevance just means, I mean, I did I, certainly not me, but uh, that, that, that it just, it does actually sort of gets to something, something in my self that just wants to be useful, I think, mm-hmm. you know? So I think if, yeah, that, that's something, I mean, it, you know, the, I, 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 um, I never want to retire. Interesting. Never. Okay. Like I never want to retire. And I really hope that they just keep upping the work thing because I love work and I love my work. Um, but but um I love where work, but it's not like um yeah, I think so. I think that, that that's probably true. I think what's interesting is here there's a there's a an idea in economics called quality adjusted life years. Okay. And the idea is do you just because you have one extra year of life, the quality of your life can be significantly, you know, impacted. And mm-hmm. I think it, it's sort of trying to find a way to, now it's, it's, it's people just do it for insurance claims and stuff like that, but really it's a way to think about the value of life and the value of a human life. And, you know, go, going beyond the objective, you're worth $2 million or whatever in future unrealized income, you know, uh, it's not that it's something far more like subjective, which says if I, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, illness, I don't want mm. to be sick. You know, you want to be, you want to be healthy for longer. You don't want to be surrounded by morbidities as at the same, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, throughout your life and all this. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, you know, m- most, most of the people who, who would answer this question, if they're being honest, it's amazing how this questionnaire gets. I mean, we're only on question like four. Yeah. But it really gets to the, it really gets to the, um, uh, it gets to the, that sort of the reality yeah. of it all, you know? And, and just, just so, so just for people's, um, just, just for people's uh, edification, when you do this questionnaire and loads of famous people have done it, this is the question that they most, skip right so everyone in this questionnaire that we asked answered it straight on the nose yeah yeah death and dying and fear and illness and all that here's david bowie's well his answer to the proof questionnaire what is your greatest fear converting kilometers to miles (laughs) (laughs) you know um inadvertently skipping it yeah (laughs) well yeah i mean you just kind of you just make a joke of it don't you and and i i i think there's a real I think there's a real, um, yeah, it's yeah. Opportunity. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess there's that question about should you, should you answer a question like that honestly, or not honestly, but but straight on the nose. Should you try to make, um, should you try to make it more, I don't know, entertaining for the listener because everyone's really, um, yeah. So this is a, 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 a Mikhail Baryshnikov. His Cruz questionnaire, so the, the famous ballet dancer. What is your greatest fear? To be banal. Right. Um, <clears throat> here's what John Cleese said. He said, what is your greatest fear? Fear itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, people do these questionnaires all the time. Well, John C. Riley, what did he say? 
What is your greatest fear? Harm to those I love. That's that's pretty honest. Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny because the fear I have, um, movies I the movies I like the least on I I'm not a huge horror person, even though we've just come out of Halloween. Um, but the movies that really unnerve me. You hate Halloween. I hate. I love Halloween. Oh, sorry, I missed. I you. hate horror movies. Oh, horror movies. Okay, yeah. Because sorry. I get, I get these kind of jump scares really easily. I'm like, <gasps> you know, for anything, like anything, people just oh. go a chew and I go, <gasps> you know, I'm just. Oh, I go, I'm going to send you a scary video. Oh, please um... don't. Please don't. I, I just, <laughs> I actually spent so so so. Elka wanted me. To, my wife wanted me to watch the Cabin in the Woods. And I just watched it, and I was like, mm. and it's not even that. It's a Josh Sweden but movie. But it's Josh Sweden. It's kind of funny. Just, it's, but there are. There, I just wasn't able to enjoy it in any way. Well, it's like Shaun of the Dead is a comedy, but it's a proper zombie movie. Like it's a proper zombie. Yeah, so I, I have anything with zombies, I just run away from. Well, this is the thing. I zombie movies are the ones that scare me the most, and people are like, yeah. "Why? They're stupid," and they're just. Rah. But I don't know. I kind of feel like um, if there was a zombie apocalypse, I just feel like I just I just want to be kind of dead really early on because how crap oh you you get to, oh you're God. just you're just like hiding and what you get to survive you survive there's about four people left and everyone's dead or a zombie or i don't but i remember a friend of mine years ago saying she hated zombie movies too and she's like i think it's people who don't like to conform don't like zombie movies and i don't know i think it was a way of making ourselves feel better but it's funny because disconnection or the idea of not being able to trust the world around you Mm. I find very unnerving and very scary as an idea. And um, yeah. so maybe it ties in with why I don't like zombie movies. The idea of suddenly your neighbor turning around to you and being like, you know, and their heads falling off and they're trying to eat your brain. Yeah. That scares me. And even yeah. though a lot of people just find it stupid, I'm like, I wish I did, but I find it really unnerving on a very, 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 very cellular level. Yeah. I, 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 I dislike zombie movies because they suggest that. <sighs> They suggest fundamentally that when things go a bit wrong, we will all devolve into, you know, Lord of the Flies, pig, pig, you know, conch blowing, shotgun wielding, mm. you know, whatever. Like we wouldn't actually just go, do you know what? We'll, you know, we, there are, we'll have a, you know, people are, people, some people are a bit nuts, but on the general, on the, in general, things are getting better on earth and have been for 50 years and for most people yeah and you know what like this pandemic thing it's not going to be a thing in two years time and you know we'll get past it and like mm -hmm. and this kind of thing I, I i i do think that the zombie movie what it fundamentally tells you is that people are pieces of shite fun you know and they, they'll fight over scraps and and all this and you're, and you're like the broad span of history actually doesn't say that no you know, it doesn't it actually. It doesn't. I mean, it's not that people are dicks to each other. Of course they are. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I, I just think it, when, when it all kind of goes wrong, when it all kind of goes wrong, actually, the evidence shows most people kind of mind each other. And I think mm. that's I mean, it's not that some people are total bricks. It's not like we haven't had the odd, you know, uh, uh, world war. But it, it's it's also in general, things are things are better. good. And, you know, we're, well, we're capable of more. Speaking of zombie movies, um, by the time this goes out on Friday, we will know the answer. But uh, 
as we as we we're going to have to wind up now. We've got through three questions. I'm going to be much more. Uh, I, I'll, I'll we'll try to fly through them quicker next week. But speaking of zombie apocalypses, uh, what do you predict to be the result of the election across the water? Um, the polls would want to be very, very, very wrong, like wronger, more incorrect than they were in 2016, to have Donald Trump win. How do you uh, mean? The question. So 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 the question is not whether Biden will win the popular vote, he will, he'll hammer Donald Trump. The question is, will the vote counting exercise be an exercise in free and open democracy or not? And the fact that there's an even a question over the, the electoral process is really frightening, you know? Um, this is how he so, won last yeah. time, isn't it? Uh, no, no, he won fair and square the last time. Uh, but he only won by 70,000 votes, I think, in swing states. No, but what I mean is it's the college thing. or the the, the electoral college system. So it's basically... the system. um, It's Mm. it's a system that's proportional to the population within the individual um, state. Uh, But but it's set to pre... It's set to pre-population boom levels. So California has far fewer electors than it should have relative to its population. Yeah. If they, if they, yeah. And there's every, you know, yeah. yeah, So that's what it's about. But uh, it'll come down to a few swing states, but it would want to be essentially like the polls would want to be way, 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 way off to, to, to allow uh, Trump to win. But the question is whether if it's even a little bit close, like, okay, if it's 55, 45, he can't win. He has to concede. If it's 50, Two forty-eight. He he won't he won't. He'll just say the rest of it's illegal. He'll stop the he'll stop the. Uh, he's already said publicly that he will stop the. Um, he'll stop the ballots being counted at midnight on the on the night of the election. This I mean this kind of craziness like so he's so the postal ballots they haven't started counting them, and there's millions of them to count. Right. You know so like so. It, so if everyone who votes on the day votes with this electronic thing, they kind of pull a lever, mm-hmm. right? So those are connect collected, connect, voted immediately. But the postal ones are only counted in some states on the day. Okay. So if you have a situation where you can stop that from happening, then you can sell the postal ballot, which is, will be overwhelmingly democratic. And yeah, wow. So Jesus am I God. staying up all night to watch the election? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going to trust the American people are not dopes again. And I'm going to uh, go to sleep. I'm not going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning with night terrors. I'm just going to, again, well, hope for the best. The way I kind of look at the world sometimes in a big... Um, <clears throat> vague prism of of curiosity and lack of facts and figures very different to you Stephen my view of the world is often very uh muddy uninformed and uh uh <laughs> guttural <laughs> or from the gut rather than from the brain um I my big concern is uh in 2016 beloved celebrities were just dropping like flies they were just like 2016 was like a, a beautiful celebrity people who do gorgeous things massacre right not that anyone was killing them they were just dying Mm. and then trump got elected and now he's now we've had this year of a pandemic and if the karma is anything to go off he's got this horrible bank of awful karma to cash in like he did with all the dead celebrities this is my made up no logic attached to anything which is why i'm very afraid 
I'm very afraid because yeah. this year has been so pants tronic yeah. that um I'm very afraid of what but hey you know what when this goes out this conversation's so irrelevant why am I letting us end on this okay I'm going to do this very bold I know we both have to go I'm going to just zip through one question real quick okay uh so I'm going to ask you Steve what is the trait you most deplore in yourself go ego ego okay I'm going to answer real quick mine is I'm far too apologetic a lot of the time and what do the public say? Like, I'm annoyingly apologetic. I'm not like, oh, I'm so nice and apologetic. No, it's like I say sorry, like, more often than I breathe sometimes. So, um... sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, 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 Talk way too much. <laughs> Overly sensitive. Insecurity. Desire to be liked. Tactlessness. My need to be liked. Lack of confidence. Catastrophizing. Laziness. Hot-headed and reactive. I'm very binary. It's all black or white. I could do with some shades of grey. That I need constant appreciation to be happy. So yeah, that that person who put catastrophizing, I mean, that's 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 not a trait you should deplore. That just that's just looking at the window, dude. You know, that's just <laughs> living through twenty twenty. Living through twenty twenty. That's the, <laughs> I, I'd roll the dice again on that one if I were you. I, that 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 feels like the right thing to so do. So as I apologize for my existence, I will sorry, leave you with sorry, your ego. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Um, and we, we might we might come back to that question. Well, I think there's a lot of crossover anyway in the rest yeah, of it. We got through four questions, Stephen. We'll get we there. Get four or five? It was four. So we got, uh, no, I think we did your chief characteristic. Mm -hmm. What do you most appreciate in your friends? What yep. is your greatest fear? And what is the trait you most explore? Oh, yes, indeed. That's four economies. <laughs> well, I, I, I claim a 100% improvement on last week. So, you know. Yeah. Product give these up. Next we week we'll do eight. <laughs> Stephen, here's hoping next week when we talk that the apocalypse will not have deepened and things will be different. That's the most America. we can hope for. It's 2020. It's 2020. Let's hope the apocalypse isn't more apocalypsy. <laughs> yeah. So listen, until then, I will wait to talk to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. See you, bye. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff a Limerick Post podcast produced by Eric Fitzgerald. Theme tune is performed and composed by David Blake. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. You can now follow the show on Twitter at AnnSteveTalk. Yet Stephen at Stephen Kinsella. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne at AnnBlake78. That's an Anne without an E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post.